Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Take my hand, come with me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 23 of Soul Food where we're going to look at miracles and the miraculous nature of prayer and of being upright. So in this episode we're going to look at what scholars consider to be the greatest miracle and we're also going to look at an example of people who do extraordinary things but who are internally corrupt and being careful of that. So that is going to look at the tribulation of the Dajjal of the Antichrist. And finally, we'll look at the importance of taking our prayers and supplications from the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. And one of the greatest relationships between the heart and the tongue is engaging in prayers and supplications. That when you pray, when you call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you commune with the Creator and you ask Him and you beseech Him that there is an answer to those prayers and that the very act of doing so brings radiance to the heart. And the greatest du'as that we have, the greatest prayers that we have are the ones that have been given to us by Allah in the Qur'an and by the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. And that these are the prayers that have both the greatest acceptance in the heavens and the greatest impact upon the hearts. For example, the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, he would regularly say, رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةً وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَةً وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ O oh my Lord, grant us the good of this world and the good of the hereafter and protect us from the torment of the fire. And in the dua of Surah Al-Fatiha, in the opening chapter of the Qur'an, the dua that is there, the prayer of, My Lord, guide us to the straight path. That this straight path is the path of uprightness. And when you make that dua, when you say that prayer, that you should intend to God beautifies you with all noble qualities and that He purifies you from all lowly qualities. And that this istiqama and being on this straight path is the path of, of righteousness and the path of felicity and success. And scholars say that the greatest miracle you can perform, that the greatest extraordinary thing that you can accomplish in your life that's miraculous is being consistently upright, is having istiqama is that the greatest miracle is not flying in the sky or seeing dreams or whatever it may be, but that you are consistently upright in your devotion, in your awareness, in your mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And scholars say the greatest blessing is when Allah gives you steadfastness in your words, deeds, and states. And one of the scholars, he said, that being upright with God, having istiqama having this uprightness, this righteousness with God, for one rak'ah of prayer 
is better than performing 70 miracles. In other words, if your heart is present with your Lord, if you are there, if you are feeling it, if you are sincere, if you are connected to the prayer and you're calling upon Allah and your heart is in a state that is pleasing to Him, then that is more miraculous than 70 extraordinary things that someone might do. And that's the goal of the entire spiritual path is to be that kind of person, is to have that kind of heart that is always connected. And it's important to understand that in our relationship with Allah because sometimes we get caught up in how things appear outwardly, but what it really comes down to is how connected our hearts are in these acts of worship. And the prophets and the messengers, peace and blessings be upon them all, they performed many miracles. Moses split the Red Sea, peace be upon him. Jesus, peace be upon him, brought the dead back to life by God's will. And the Prophet Muhammad performed many miracles. And that these miracles were given to them by God so that people knew that they were speaking on behalf of the divine, that they were not coming with this from their own selves. But another aspect of the miracles of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, was in his character, his miraculous mercy, his miraculous patience, his miraculous forbearance. And these are the kinds of miracles that we as believers should aspire to have in our lives as well. Because now talking about the Dajjal, the Antichrist, there are people throughout history and someone who will come at the end of time who the Prophet ﷺ told us is the Dajjal, is the Antichrist, he is the false messiah who performs miraculous things but who is internally vile and someone who has no sense of uprightness or connectedness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that the prophets and all the prophets and messengers, they warned us of the coming of this man who would spread great misguidance and corruption in the earth. And that the Prophet ﷺ informed us of this individual so that we don't get caught up in his deception and think that just because he performs miraculous things that he must be someone who is special. But rather... He is someone who internally is calling people to falsehood. So we have to be aware of that. He's someone who doesn't have this istiqama, who doesn't have miraculous character, who doesn't have this miraculous beauty of being connected to the divine. And the Prophet ﷺ gave us a description about him and said that he is blind in one eye and that he will claim to be God. And the Prophet ﷺ said, no, that your Lord is not one-eyed. So don't be fooled by him and don't be fooled by his claims. So we have to be aware of this so when this tribulation occurs that we don't fall into it and we don't get caught up in the hype and think that just because he can do extraordinary things it means that he's speaking the truth, that we know the truth from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that there will be people in that time who will be very patient and that they will persevere, and that they will actually flee from this uh, great misfortune and this tribulation, and that they will they will engage in the remembrance of Allah, and that their remembrance of Allah, these du'as and these supplications that we're taught to say, 
that have such a great impact on our hearts that they will say it and that God will sustain them and nourish them even when they don't have food. And until this, this tribulation is over, when the return of Jesus, peace be upon him, when he comes back and he rids the world of this uh, false Messiah, and that when Jesus finds these people who were patient and didn't fall into this trap, he will inform them of the exact places that they will have in paradise. But the whole point of that is that you see that those people, they were sustained by their supplications and their remembrance of God, and that they didn't give in to someone who wasn't upright, even though he tricked people and deceived people with miraculous things, because the greatest miracle is uprightness. And this brings us to the final point of the prayers of the Prophet ﷺ. The Prophet Muhammad had the most knowledge of God. His heart was the heart that was the most aware of the beauty and the perfection and the majesty of the divine. And that many of the companions, they would come to the Prophet and ask him to teach them prayers so that they could benefit the most. And his wife, our beloved mother Aisha, may God be well pleased with her, she asked the Prophet, when it's Laylatul Qadr, when it's the night of great worth in Ramadan that is greater than a thousand months of worship, what dua should I say? What prayer should I say? And the Prophet ﷺ told her, say, Allahumma a'anni, Allahumma innaka afoon, tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anni. Oh Allah, you are the most pardoning, and you love to pardon people their sins, so pardon my sins. And this is a comprehensive prayer that brings you the greatest amount of success and the deepest connection to your Creator. And inshallah, we'll put this prayer in the, the show notes uh, in case people want to engage and say this prayer in these last nights of Ramadan. The Prophet also taught us prayers when we leave our home, when we wake up in the morning, when we go to bed at night, so that we can always have God's protection and blessing in all that we do. And he said, when you leave your home, you should say, Bismillah tawakkaltu ala Allah, wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. In the name of God, I put my trust in Him, and there is no power nor might except by Him. And that whoever says this when they leave their home, the angels will say to them, you are protected and you are guided and you are sufficed. That these prayers have great impacts. Uh, and whoever, before they go to bed, they say, Subhanallah, 33 times. Alhamdulillah, 33 times. And Allahu Akbar, 34 times. That they will have a special strength and assistance from Allah the next morning. So these pray prayers, they have a miraculous effect. And they protect us from tribulations in this life and in the hereafter. And one of the great companions, Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman, he said, there will come a time where someone will only be saved. That in other words, things will be so bad that the only way a person will be saved is if they pray the way a person drowning would pray. As if they pray like someone who has their only hope is in Allah. So in difficult times, don't ever underestimate the importance of prayer. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Seek assistance in prayer and patience. So this brings us to the call to action, which is to abundantly say the dua for Laylatul Qadr in these last days. 
And if you're ever going through a difficulty, or if you're currently going through a difficulty, take some time and turn your heart to Allah and raise your hands and ask of Him and know that He is listening to you and that prayer is answered and that it has an effect and that you will definitely benefit from it. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from all tribulations, to make our tongues always engage in His remembrance and that we're always asking of Him and intimately discoursing with Him وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم والحمد لله رب العالمين